Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Previously, Previously. on the Game On Podcast. Now let's go to the Crows Rocket. Yep. And let's go to the fir- the trial game, the famous trial game against yep. Essendon. Let's not go so much to your playing, but a, a certain person in the crowd and uh, her attitude that night. Oh, my wife? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, if I got injured, I was, I was going to, yeah. I think I would have died. Yeah, I think she thought I was going to get an elbow in about the, yeah, oh, I just, I think an elbow just missed me and, um, there's one thing about that game which will never, ever be broken was the crowd for a trial game. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome to Game On. Welcome to Game On. My name's Pete. Uh, I'm joined once again by Malcolm. And Malcolm Rodney Maynard, wasn't he fantastic last week? And, and that Crows uh, Essendon trial game. Yeah, it was incredible. It, Rocket was great, but yeah, 40, you know, nearly 50,000 for a trial game. The amusing bit that Rocket being married the next day, and he was probably in more danger from Cheryl getting if he got injured than if injured on the ground anyway. So, yes. Fantastic yes. story. And uh, once again, we thank Rocket for his time. Yes, the amusing bit of Cheryl reminding me that I didn't have a home to go to, so yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Around the grounds. And on today's episode, mate, we're going to have a little bit of a look at the uh, the Redbacks. The uh, 2020s getting closer and closer and uh, a couple of injuries in the last couple of days that is going to change things a little bit. But, mate, we start off with AFL, AFL footy. Brett Ratton, what a strange week this week's been. Absolutely bizarre. So you do, you reappoint him, two-year contract, then you do a review and sack him. It's just absolutely bizarre. And why in the hell? So you've got a soft cap and all that as well you've got to adhere to. But 
how it's been passed that you're appointed for two years, but you've only got to get, he's only entitled to a six-month payout clause compared to if a player's delisted, like rumour has it that the Crows are considering with Matty Crouch, Mm -hmm. he will get the full payout. Now, why... How that's been allowed and that is just absolutely bizarre. I think the AFL have really buggered up on this one. I mean, oh. they wrote it into the contracts so that way clubs, you know, that are down the bottom of the, the ladder that are going to get rid of a coach really unceremoniously don't have to pay out more than what they should be, especially if they've got them on big deal. But like you said, cutting him after 99 days of reappointing him is just absolutely crazy when you think about it. What's incompetent management? Pure and simple. Uh, are the supporters more shocked with Ratton's sacking or more shocked with potentially Ross Lyon's appointment? Seems to be a bit of a cross-mix there. There's some people who think it'll, you know, Lyon coming back and this will be great, this will toughen up the players, wah, wah, wah. You know, I'm sorry, we're not kids nowadays. They think you've got to explain X, Y and Z why to do something. It's not like the old days where, you know, a coach told you to run through a brick wall. You ran through the brick wall. Yep. So, you know, saying goes, we now know, and that's why they're saying McRae has been so successful at Collingwood because of his ability to build relationships. Well, can Ross do that again? And it seems like they decided on him before. Yes. It seems like this had been going on for a little yeah, while. And, so and, and, and having Ratton basically come in and almost re-interview for his, his job, yeah. sit outside the room for an hour while they discuss it, it's just bizarre. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, yes, mind-boggling is probably the best yeah. way to put it. Uh, and obviously we haven't had a decision on Ross Lyon yet. I don't think that is the right track for St Kilda. But uh, look, where do they go from here? I still like Barmy's analogy where it's never quite as good as you think and it's never quite as bad as you think. Now you think if King kicks straight, St Kilda may well have played finals last year. Yep. Now, he, he is, he's got the ability to be the best forward in the game yep. if he kicks straight. So... Yeah, uh, Ernie Merrick, I think, joined St Kilda as a, an assistant coach, uh, goes on SEN Radio today, actually, and sort of gives St Kilda a little bit of a whack, saying that Ratton had built relationships better than, than he's seen in his time in, in sport, and yet they clip him. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's it, totally bizarre. Words, I think it, because it's so weird, I just don't really know what... It's just impossible to discuss rationally. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's move on. Uh, AFL delistings. Names, noteworthy players, possible second, third chances. Yeah, look, look from look, we'll cover Adelaide first and Port Adelaide, obviously, being the local, local sides. Uh, Jimmy Rowe, bit unlucky, bit stiff. I think he's very stiff, and I think it also comes back to really poor list management that – Somehow, Lockie Murphy managed to get a two-year contract last year. Now, if Rowe's not a better player than Lockie Murphy, yep, agreed. I'll run. Na- I'll run naked up the parade. Agreed. Uh, Port Adelaide, Sam Mays, Taj Schofield, and and Martin Frederick, fringe Maybe, players. Yeah, yeah. fringe. Yeah. Um, apparently, Mays will be back at North Adelaide. Frederick, I'm to think they're not sure. You know, maybe a redraft. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And a few other. Noteworthy players from around the league. We talked about Charlie Parker in the birthday segment last week and, and uh, yesterday, uh, unfortunately, got told he wasn't going to be offered a contract. Yeah. Look, it, was, it wasn't it was unexpected, but unfortunately, Charlie just had a fair few injuries last year. Probably didn't get on the park enough. 
could end up back here, obviously, in Adelaide. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Sturt was probably yeah. where he's going to end up, but, you know, it might be worth uh, Adelaide or Port Adelaide just, just redrafting him and having him on that list as a rookie. I'm looking even Turner with Adelaide. Like, yep. So apparently off the main list and going to go the rookie. And same thing with Brad Murley. Now, Brad Murley, that's happened with Collingwood. Well, he was on the main list as a draftee. So he, he would – would, I actually spoke to Brent Phillips about it yesterday, around yep. the sticks at the sticks. And he would have gone into two-year contracts. So actually it's another salary dump by Collingwood, but I don't think people realise that. Right. Fantastic. Uh, now, Mid- Patrick Nash is the other one. Yes. As a Nord man, we've yep. got to wait and see what happens there. We had signed him last year, so he's a wait and see. Jack Saunders from Hawthorne being delisted. Play, you know, he played really well the last minor round game last year. So as Nord people, we thought, oh, well, we've missed out on him. Yes. And so he's a bit of a surprise delisting. And we'll see if he comes back. Pretty confident that Jackson Callow is at the parade. Yes. As much as a few other SNFL teams have obviously been recruiting in the last couple of days, yes. I suppose it's a little bit of wait and see, obviously, from a Nord point of view. Yeah. Um, Mitch Wallace, Sydney Stack, hard ones to gauge. Stack's got a lot of ability. Whether he's got the aptitude is still a big question mark. Yep. Wallace badly broke his leg and really... Hasn't recovered. Uh, and I think he would probably... You can say it sounds harsh, but I think he was lucky to be in the system as long as this in the end. So, yeah. And Jed Anderson, Quinton Narkel, and Liam Stoker. Well, Jed Anderson was no wasn't a surprise with Clarkson at North Melbourne that he'd already clipped in, you know, from Haw- from Hawthorne. So that wasn't a real surprise. Narkel just probably hasn't done enough running both ways. So, yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that yeah. one, obviously, as the, as the season's coming up. But yeah, it's an interesting one. The the delistings, especially when it comes to you know salary dumping and shifting and consolidating certain players in certain areas. So yeah, we'll keep a bit of an eye on that. All right, moving along, mate. Twenty twenty Cup World Cup uh, is right on our doorstep. We've had a couple of interesting results, obviously, in some of the lead up games with the West Indies getting beaten and Sri Lanka getting beaten by a couple of countries that are, are emerging, especially yeah. in the world of cricket. Obviously, the injury to the wicketkeeper today. Well, obviously, yeah, the, in terms of the second-tier sides with Scotland and, you know, Namibia and that, so, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting week. It sounds funny that the World Cup started because Australia doesn't play their first game of this weekend. You're sort of, yes. you're sort of following it in the background a bit, yeah, and... Inglis, a bizarre injury on the golf course. Yeah, apparently a shaft snapped as he was taking a, a swing at a ball. And it sounds like he will be ruled out for the tournament. Uh, huge sounds that way today. Huge so. loss, yeah. Australia playing New Zealand, first game up. Should be an interesting one. Yeah, and we interest interesting to see what happens with Australia with a replacement player, whether they will go with a keeper or whether they'll just take the risk and include Cam Green in the 15. I think Cam Green is in now. But whether he stays, it's all dependent on the surgery for England. Pakistan and India, going to be huge. Yeah. Probably really, let's be honest, that's a bigger game than his game Australia will play in. So they're expecting a sellout, complete they, sellout at the G. And they're saying that it could well be the most watched game, figure-wise, in sporting history, which is just mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. And, yeah, should be one an interesting one to watch, that's for sure. 
All right, mate, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've certainly smashed out a few items there in our first little bit there. Coming up after the break, we're going to have a little talk about Lee Too, a tennis star from South Australia, a local lad yes. who's done pretty well on the um, world stage just recently. Yeah, he's shown great promise. He has. And coming up in our five good minutes in the clubhouse, we've got Lainey McGorman from the Adelaide Lawn Bowling Club talking about her achievements up in Queensland just recently. Yeah, important to give all sports and all sports a mention and, you know, Try and cover everything. Absolutely. Has there ever been anything that has lightened up your day? Whether it was someone who complimented you or maybe you got a promotion at work, these all make you feel happiness. But if you're looking for more, more to lighten up your day, then you should book our mobile coffee service. We are always dedicated to one thing, service. We appeal to all sorts of people, from commuters on their way to work or our regular workplace coffee stops. And best of all, we visit you. Whether it's our top quality and aromatic coffee or our mouth-watering selection of cakes and food, there will always be something for you to enjoy. Servicing Adelaide's metro area. Why not book in a stop today? Find us on Facebook and send us a message. Tour Coffee and Catering. We deliver your daily caffeine fix. Welcome back to the Game On Podcast. go to Todd Woodbridge this week, mate. Yeah, huge, huge story. He certainly classifies Todd as being quite a fit former player on the tennis circuit, probably looks after himself on a, on a regular basis, but he had a little bit of a, a heart attack, a heart scare. It's just another big reminder, and let's be honest, we're in the age group, myself probably a bit more than you, but in the age group where we need to be checked regularly, yep. not just occasionally, regularly. This all started, obviously, with Shane Warne um, going back uh, seven or eight months ago, nine months ago now, uh, you know, where he suffers a heart attack and, and it really did force a few people to do, go and do that. You know, certainly, from my point of view, I think it's very, very important. And like you said, he's yeah. just doing his daily routine and something happens. With uh, the, the Shield game on the weekend, South Australia had a function for every player who's played a game of first-class cricket were given their individual player number. So Darren Lehman was down for it, and he's always amusing how nervous he is when Jake's batting. And so I had a chat to him, and we were talking about his heart attack. And, you know, triple bypass and how lucky he was to get through it. Now Darren's walking everywhere is what he's doing now. Yep. Um, so you just don't know, and, yeah, I'm as guilty as everyone, anyone. Yep. Can't... can't uh, Deny that. So certainly a shout out to the listeners. Look, don't don't take your health for granted, and uh, look, go see your local GP and and just get the once over just to make sure everything's okay, and and fingers crossed that it remains okay. And let's be honest, us blokes are far worse. Females are far more responsible in that manner than what we are. Absolutely. Moving on, mate. The Redbacks again. We uh, failed against Tasmania. What what can we do to? To sort of shake that loser's tag, we, we just don't seem to have that guts and determination to try and get over the line. Sometimes I feel like we've got the talent to do stuff, but we just don't execute. It's really disappointing yet again. Look, there's a lot of things. We discuss it all regularly, the state of district cricket, and that is a problem with too many teams. Everyone admits that, but of course no club wants to go, and we get that as well. So it is a complex problem. There isn't any... Quick fix. Quick fix. But the mentality, we do let mongrels have Australia, and I don't know of a fix. 
Bucks. I mean, obviously, you know, your, your teams in New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria have always had the superstars and, and the test players and the, the representatives of Australia, and, and we're always sort of left out, unfortunately. Yet, when it comes to shield cricket, you know, we should be doing a lot better than what we are. But I'd also love to see some more South Australians picked. Yes. Sorry, there's four in yes. this current side. Now, nothing against Jake Cardner whatsoever, but comes over from WA on a four-year contract, gets picked in the Shield side before he played a district game. Now, if he'd come over, dominated district cricket, got three or four hundreds, yep, not a problem with picking him. But I'm sorry, he's playing. Drew, last year, averaged 62. Now, Adam and Eve are sharing apples the last time someone seemingly averaged 62 for South Australia. Yep. Made 100 in a warm-up game. Made 98 in the district game last week, and he's not playing. I find that just totally ridiculous. And at least if we're going to go down, let's play some South Australian kids. Why not even play young Isaac Higgins in the Australian Under-19 team? Had a very good district year last year. I'd rather him play than at least we're pushing some South Australian kids through. It's a bit like the footy situation where, you, you know, you blood those young ones for future success, but we seem to be chasing our tail on a regular basis. Getting on to, obviously, the game at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, some issues there, Malcolm? To say, I th- I'm going to give a real bait to the sacker overall. Now, they decided to charge $10 admittance money. Now, Shield Cricket have been free the last couple of years. Now, people are saying, yeah, it's only $10, but really, realistically, it's 27 because it's 17 bucks to park your car as well. Mm-hmm. Now... My dad is a classic example of that. Dad's a pensioner. He would go most games to Adelaide Oval, but he says, I can't walk that far and I can't afford the parking bit. Now, I'm saying on Tuesday and Wednesday, there would have been lucky to have been 100 people in there. Now, you'd be saying 70% of them would have been members, so you'd be lucky to have had 30 to 40 paying people. So you wouldn't even have been paying the wages for the people you've employed to do it. Why not if we, you know... You can argue that we shouldn't even play Shield Cricket at Adelaide Oval. It's just too big for the numbers which go. Mm-hmm. And play at Karen Rolton, so 100, 200 people's actually got an atmosphere. Yep. But if you're going to play it at Adelaide Oval, geez, let's invite everyone in. Don't don't try and make it so people can't afford it. Now, the basis they're saying, oh, we're doing that to give members more value for the ticket, well, that's because members have complained that the standard of international games are not of them and... Yep. Bash falling away, a bit of that as well. So they've decided to go the other way. Um, let's make it appear better value. No, it's it's just wrong. It's, it's crap. With with any sport, you want to be encouraging people to either attend or play, and, and you're putting a barrier in there that's just not helpful, really, at the end of the day. For mine, you're making it more elitist. Now, sorry, let's get everyone into Adelaide Oval. Now, if someone comes in, they're going to buy some, they're going to buy for some food or buy a drink. So you're making more money having him in the ground anyway. Yep. I think something needs to change, and hopefully it does sooner rather than later. Flabbergasting, incompetent management as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So let's go to local tennis. We've had a great story. We have local tennis. Lee too, uh, not one that a lot of players have heard about, but he's actually making some waves on the tennis scene at the moment. He uh, takes out a challenger event in Seoul over the last couple of days, and it's actually propelled him into the wildcard race for the Australian Open. And, you know, basically uh, that uh, that event that he gets into, if he can get into the Australian Open, I meant that the prize money allows yeah. him to continue to 
to play in these events, which is what has happened this year. Um, you know, he, he sits behind uh, Kyrgios at 21, Dimonor at 23, Thompson at 83, Kokonakis at 90, Popperin at 97, Kubler at 102, uh, O'Connell at 107, Duckworth at 108, and Millman at 135. He's currently at 190. He's jumped 90 spots in the last week because of his victory there. And because of the way that the ranking systems uh, work in, in tennis, he's actually going to put some pressure on a couple of those other guys for that wildcard spot. It's just an extraordinary story. And to back that up, his mother passed away recently and, yeah. you know, really dedicated his win to her. And, and oh, it's just a great yeah, it was, story. It was pretty emotional. I have seen him hit before at Prince's. And, yeah, he's certainly a bit of a... The Energizer battery, getting the ball back the other side of the net consistently, pretty determined. So, yeah, we'll follow him with interest for sure. Famously, he got the uh, wild card to the last year's Australian Open because of Andy Murray having to pull out because of COVID protocols. Yep. And what a story this is! This has been. I, I would really hope that a couple of the national networks pick him up as as a story to to watch and and we wish him the best of luck for the remainder of this year. Anyway, and. Hopefully he can get that wildcard spot and do some damage going into next year. Yeah, Big time. All right, we're going to head off to a quick break. We'll be back in a minute, Malcolm, and we've got five good minutes in the clubhouse coming up with Lani McGorman. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Game On Podcast. Five good minutes in the clubhouse. And welcome back. Our special guest for five minutes in the clubhouse today is Laney McGorman from the Adelaide Bowling Club. Now, not many people would be keeping a close eye on the bowls results at the moment, but Laney's had a very successful 2021-2022 season, finishing the top player in the state here and having a very successful event up in Queensland just recently, getting all the way to the gold medal playoff for the Champions of Champions in singles. Welcome, Laney. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Pete. Not a problem. As I, as I mentioned, you, you've you've had a fantastic twelve months. Yeah, I have. Um, I'm pretty proud of what I've done the last twelve months, and it's a big step up to what I was doing before. So it feels really good. Absolutely. And just for the listeners, you know, just take take us through how you got to obviously that gold medal match, obviously playing here in Adelaide to start with. Yeah. So I won the state singles here in Adelaide back in January. Yep. Um, which then qualified me for that event. How, how many matches did you have to win, obviously, in the state uh, the state finals? And obviously coming up against some of the Australia's best players in the final, and, and you had a pretty successful campaign. Yeah, it was really good. Um, to be able to get up there and match it for most of the match with Kelsey Cottrell, who's the best player in the country, if not the world at the moment, Um you know, it makes me feel good about where I'm heading with my bowls. Absolutely. She's got the hot hand, that's for sure. She's amazing. And obviously a very close final. Most of us back here that are keen bowls followers watched it with keen interest and you had good opportunities there too. 
yeah, it, it was great. Um, I think in the end, well, along with her superior skills, the local knowledge of when the green was going to slow down and when it changed probably um, helped her in the end. Um, but, yeah, it was a very close match for 90% of the time. And 25-19, you'd be pretty pretty stoked about that for sure. Yeah, yep. So we'll rewind a little bit. Obviously, we're interviewing some local sporting identities and we want to find out, obviously, how you got into your chosen sport, obviously, lawn bowls. Yeah, I um, I grew up in Port Wakefield. It's a small town. wasn't a lot to do on the weekends in summer. Um, most of our sports happened in winter. Um, my brother and my grandfather played. I sort of filled in to make up numbers to start with and I got the bug pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, what's your favourite part about bowls what 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 would you say to somebody who's just off the street and looking to get into bowls what would you say is your favorite part that you could point them in the right direction to enjoy I really like the community aspect and that that community like includes everyone you've you've got young people older people people with a disability um it's such a inclusive sport um I love that side but I also love the the challenge you're never going to be perfect at bowls but you've got to keep striving to be better um and i guess chasing that perfection is what keeps me going as well i think it keeps a lot of people going with a lot of sports that's for sure would you say that last month's event up in queensland uh, would be your career highlight so far yeah i would um you know i've been competing with the best in the state for quite a long time now but to compete with the best in the country and take it well up to them and not quite get over the line but really compete with them um gives me a lot of confidence and yeah it's very good and uh, your goals for for this coming season or this coming year yeah uh, you know i'd like to qualify to go up again so you know i've got titles to defend and you know see if i can go one better next year and obviously queensland over the last couple of weeks has hosted some pretty good bowls along the way part of the team series how, how did that all pan out for everyone yeah um we we went up with quite an inexperienced team in the ladies side of things um we finished with two wins one against northern territory and one against act we were really really tight in the games against new south wales and queensland um it is a little bit of a win in itself because they are so strong um in the men's the men finished just out of the medals they finished third um, and they they played an awesome series and they had Scott Folborn and Nathan Pedersen back, which were big inclusions for them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously uh, bowls, like every other sport, has got its challenges. What, uh, what do you perceive as the, the biggest challenge for bowls at the moment? I think it, retaining players, especially in South Australia, is quite tough. We have a really long season and a really packed calendar. So retaining especially young women or women of childbearing age when they decide to get married and have children and that kind of thing is a massive challenge for us here in SA. But also with the boys, they get married, have kids and other things take their pull. So I think retention and bringing in new people into the game is, yeah, probably our biggest challenge at the moment certainly uh the perception has been in the past that it's an old person sport but you know looking at across the state teams at the moment the average age is actually quite low and not a lot of people realize that and that's probably a really good thing going forward if we can keep more of those young people in the in the sport it's always going to be a win absolutely now getting on to a couple of things for you personally do you have a 
pre-match uh, song or a playlist that gets you going? <laughs> I've got a bit of a superstition around a song, and it's not necessarily a song I like, but I listen to it before every important game, and that's The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Okay. It's a bit embarrassing to admit that one. That's right. Favourite movie? What's your favourite movie? Um, Ten Things I Hate About You, a bit of a boring, you know, rom-com from the late 90s. And if a movie's made about you, who who's playing you? Oh, that's a really tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll go with Melissa McCarthy because she's funny. I'm not, but she'd make it really interesting. Fair enough. And and obviously, what what do you do to calm your nerves before a game or a big game? Yeah, probably just listen to a bit of music. Um, I like to sort of keep busy. I, I don't sort of like to sit behind the rink for too long or whatever sort of just walk out once the marker gets there and then start I think if you're sitting there thinking about it too much that's when the nerves do build yep. and do you have a secret talent no I, I in every other situation my secret talent is that I can play lawn bowls so <laughs> okay I don't really have one not a problem. No, that's right. And obviously, you know, the sacrifices that you have to make uh, to play lawn bowls, especially, you know, going away for a week or two up in Queensland, you know, what other sacrifices have you had to make for your career? Uh, it, it's a pretty big sacrifice for my family. I've got a husband and three kids. Um, so the time it takes away from them is, is quite significant, especially, you know, that 16 days was the longest I've been away from them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah... They're amazing, and I don't think I could ever repay them for the sacrifices they make for me to be able to do it. How many times? A, how many times a week do you practice? Oh, only a couple. Probably twice a week. Up in during season, out of season, probably once a week. Yep. Um, I'm not a massive practicer. Fair enough. And obviously, you're part of a club, the Adelaide Bowling Club. Uh, any yep. activities going on there at the moment? Uh, we we do everything. So we have our um, night hours on a Wednesday night, which is fully catered. Um, we have a couple of greens for people. Sundays, we have Sunday Super Bowls with um, a DJ and just a really cool atmosphere. Um, yeah, we, we've got it all going on here. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty busy place to be. Do you have a nickname? Um, not really. Um, Lanos is one that gets chucked down, chucked around a bit. Or um, my first junior coach named me Laney Lou, and that's kind of stuck in some places. So that's yeah. Well, thank you very much, Laney, for joining us today. Um, just giving us a little bit of insight into what's been going on in the uh, world of lawn bowls. Um, that's all right. We look forward to hearing and seeing some of your results uh, over the next 12 months and hopefully you can go one better next year up in Queensland. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, Pete. Thank you very much, Laney, and uh, we look forward to um, catching up at some stage during the year. Thank you. Well, mate, uh, well, thank Laney for that one there. She had an unbelievable 21-22 season, finishing basically in most of the state finals, gets through to a Queensland of champions and champions of the uh, states and, and almost pulls off the unthinkable against the, the number one player, female player in Australia. And Laney was number one for a, a couple of months there towards the end of the uh, bowl season, so no, what a great a, achievement. Had a great year and it also showed how much the dedication and you know what you've got to give up yeah. people sort of forget at that level how that affects things financially with etc you know the 
so-called lesser sports in terms of not the pay and that. So, yeah, there's a lot of things involved. And that's why we want to interview local local yes. sports people as as well as some of the star players as well to, to see, you know, how they go about their business and, and what sports they get up to. So Definitely. Fantastic. Happy Days. All right, today, mate, we start off with a happy birthday to Jackson Haightley, current Adelaide Crows player, but drafted to GWS in 2019. Probably a make or break year for him too, really. He's you know, showing a little bit, probably on the fringe still, and still trying to work out if there's a spot there in the midfield for him. So hopefully he takes his opportunities this year, this upcoming next uh, season. Born in Canberra, but grew up in Adelaide here. Played 12 games for Central Districts. Obviously got drafted as Select 14 in the 2018 National Draft. Played 11 games this year. Averaged 9.4 kicks, 10.5 handballs and, and 4.4 tackles. So he's building. Certainly going through the stats, it looks that way. Um, but like you said, on the fringe. Also had an interesting thing where his dad was the principal of the school he went to and... Uh... I, I know in my situation, I probably wouldn't have wanted that. So, yes, yes. Fair enough. Uh, happy birthday to Jackson Haley, 22 years of age. Mm. Uh, moving on, this week, Martina Navratilova, 66 years old. One of the all-time greats, you know. Certainly up there in the in the discussions for the best ever, well and truly. Absolute champion. Won multiple Grand Slams across all events, Deficits. singles, doubles mixed yeah. in Grand Slam singles. I mean, when you think about that, especially back in that era, you know, you had Graf, Everett, Everett Lloyd. Lloyd, correct, a huge, huge effort and still playing late into her career, uh, playing a lot of mixed doubles. I think I saw something pop yeah. up online the other day with her playing a mixed doubles at the Australian Open with Leander Pace. A huge, huge effort. I think she just loved, loved tennis. Absolutely. Uh, check. Czech American, and now one of the greats of the sport who uh, commentates quite regularly and, and makes a lot of sense too. That's the other yeah. thing. So happy birthday to Martina! In '68, we're going back a fair way here, mate. But I think it's important athletics. Uh, we came one and two at the Mexico City Games in the 80 meter hurdles. That uh, probably doesn't happen. Doesn't certainly doesn't happen every four years in terms of Australia in that regard. Uh, yeah, incredible. Maureen Card winning gold only. Minor, minor behind point zero seven seconds. Pam Kilborn, um, a couple of names again. I had a bit of research, but yes. yeah, it was fantastic effort for them to finish one and two, and hopefully Athletics Australia. Uh, you know, maybe you never know. In the next couple of years, we might produce a couple of diamonds in the rough. Very good research, Pete. Two thousand and nine. Uh, Tom Brady. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, know about the the goat. I suppose as far as American football goes, five touchdowns in a quarter. Hasn't been done before, or hadn't been done before, against Tennessee Titans, a record, obviously, and still continually playing now. I just think you nailed it. The goat, long. It's not only how good he was; it's his longevity. Like he's been around longer than Blue Hills, you know, etc. Incredible. Interesting. Uh, end of last year, decides he's retiring. Basically, <laughs> within the space of a couple of months, not, 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 not retiring. Come back, had a bit of an indifferent start so far this year, but you know, I'm sure he'll get it together sooner rather than later. Maybe he uh, didn't enjoy those couple of months on the home front. Thought, yeah, I better keep going. Exactly. All right, and uh, that concludes our happy days for today. Well played. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe.
time. Big Finish. To kick off a big finish today, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, is his F1 career at the crossroads? Uh, crossroads, yeah, I, I think you probably we probably do have to th- say that it is. Maybe there's a, another career, you know, another change uh, to a different driver, you know, different team. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly a wait and see at the moment with him. So, some would say he's unlu- he's been unlucky, sort of at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I think he's at his crossroads, but I think an opportunity is going to present. He's too good a driver not not to be racing Formula One anyway. And now the golf, mate. The uh, Live Golf, yes. Is it coming to Adelaide? Would it be a good thing? Well, you know, I think we probably forget in terms of the controversy about it. Yep. I think we just love to see some big names here. Absolutely. And Peter Malinowski is certainly out there, and he's a very good negotiator. He's a very smart man. Yep. He's been proactive. Would it be? With everything. Exactly. And I let's let's... Be honest, I did work for him at the SGA, so I do know. And, you know, also umpired him with footy for years. So, yeah, I do know Peter pretty well and he's someone I respect. And certainly as far as for the state goes, it would be a a big, big boost. You know, obviously the controversy with the PGA and and the Live Tour. Look, I think it can only be a good thing long term. And if we get those top players to this state, I think there's going to be crowds that are going to come out of the woodwork for sure. Tourism. Tourism. Uh, mate, last week we didn't get a chance to have a little bit of a look at the AFLW quiz. Um, I've been through it once and probably oh, need to go through it twice, but we'll see how we go. We'll, we'll, we'll do it in a two-part series. I'm worried that I may get quite embarrassed here. No, I think there's a few questions there that we, we both know, but uh, we'll kick off with the first one. Uh, which clubs were granted entry into the 2022 AFLW 7 season? Sydney Swans, Hawthorne, Gold Coast or Melbourne? Sydney, Essendon, Port Adelaide, Hawthorne or Essendon, Port Adelaide, Sydney, Gold Coast? Uh, number two. Correct. He's one from one. There you go. I might call it off at that stage. <laughs> uh, who won the 2022 AFL W Season 6 Best and Fairest Awards? Monique Conti, Anne Hatchard, Emily Bates or Ebony Maroff? Was it? Give us the names again. Yep. Conti, Hatchard, Bates, Marinoff. Bates. He's two from two. Well done. Which player made the most tackles? 109 in the AFLW Season 6. Uh, Kiara Bowers, Catherine Svarik, Emily Bates, or Georgie Persparkas? Bowers? No. We've got Stavik. Okay. That's all right. I got that one wrong too. So. Yep. Uh, which number does Monique Conti wear? Two, eight, three, or four? This was a guess for me too, mate. Uh, think Dusty. Go four then, yeah. Correct. Okay. Well done. Yeah. Uh, who did Adelaide defeat in the grand final to secure the AFL inaugural premiership? Brisbane. Correct. Wait and all clear. How many goals did Darcy Vexio kick in the 2017 AFL season? Three, eleven, twelve, or fourteen? I'll, I'll go eleven. Close, fourteen. I, I picked. I picked um, uh, twenty-two. So yeah, I went close. Uh, which players had the highest disposal averages the last season? Um, Haley Miller, Emma Swanson, Ashley Riddell, or Ebony Marinoff? Uh, 
I'll go Ebony Marinoff. Close. I picked Ebony as well, but it was actually Ashley Riddell. It's funny out of that. I'm thinking, no, I don't think it is, but then I'm thinking she gets so much of the ball. She so. was prolific and yeah. was probably pretty close. I mean, I'm sure a few yeah. of those, I'd have to delve, delve a little yep. deeper into the stats, but I'd say it would be pretty close. And um, last question, uh, who claimed the wooden spoon last season? GWS, West Coast, St Kilda or Melbourne? Certainly not Melbourne. West Coast? Yeah. Correct, West Coast. Uh, new team into the comp. Yep. Um, always... Just that little bit harder for those uh, teams coming Start in. Up. Startups. Like we sort of talked about in our first or second episode, that you know the, the spreading of the talent over this next year or two is going to be a little tough on a few teams. But in five years' time, ten years' time, it's yep. going to be a fantastic product. No, five year, it needs another five years. I think they have expanded too quick, but yeah, yep. so be it. And AFLW, I mean, we'll stick with that just for a minute or two. Yep. Uh, we're getting up to the finals, Adelaide and Brisbane last weekend, a little bit of a an injury to the star captain. And she is their best player by, by a long way. They um, think it's a four- to six-week injury, which puts a first or second week of the finals. It's going to be tough from here. It is, but I will say she's extremely dedicated. I'd bank if there's needs to be the beach session, needs to be the ice and all that. She's Chelsea on it. will not leave any stone unturned. Brisbane, obviously, premiership favourites at the yep. moment, but yep. but certainly Adelaide to still watch out for. Collingwood, interesting, coming coming quite hard at the end, and Melbourne have been around the mark since day one and as well. Of course, Collingwood coached by ex-Nord coach Steve Simmons, so I admit there is a... Vested there interest? Is, yes. Absolutely. He's a great man, Steve. Absolutely. He has liked our, our, our page, so yes, hopefully he's listened to the podcast. Excellent. And and that's probably a bit of a reminder to everyone that you know we're still actually growing on, on our Facebook page. We've had another big uptake again. Our po- podcast uh, listens have also gone up as well. And, and Absolutely. Well, mate, that's episode number five uh, already. We're, uh, we're cruising through them. We've had some fantastic guests, obviously, today, but... Uh, over the last five episodes and um, we're certainly going to be endeavouring to bring you a few more local stories and and local players and we'll go from there. Definitely. Thank you very much, Malcolm. And uh, to everybody, we'll see you next week and we promise to do better as always. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCastSA. We'll see you next time on Game On.